Welcome, it's indisputable. I'm your host, Rashad Richard, good to be with you. We have a lot on the agenda today. Breaking down news of the day, none other than Sharon Reed, TYT Sports contributor, all-star host, commentator, broadcast extraordinaire. Always a fascinating breakdown. Top story of the day, President Joe Biden is about to be impeached. So here's the thing, McCarthy, is about to lose his job. They fixed it into the design of his current position as speaker. Made it to where basically at any point, the extremist of the Republican Party can call for his removal and vote afterwards. But because of this pressure of a feckless leader, he has decided to go this route. Here it is. You know, in the months that we were gone, in the weeks, House Republicans have uncovered serious and credible allegations into President Biden's conduct. Taken together, these allegations paint a picture of a culture of corruption. Now, here's what we know so far. Through our investigations, we have found that President Biden did lie to the American people about his own knowledge of his family's foreign business dealings. Eyewitnesses have testified that the president joined on multiple phone calls and had multiple interactions. Dinners resulted in cars and millions of dollars into his sons and his sons' business partners. We know that bank records show that nearly $20 million in payments were directed to the Biden family members and associates through various shale companies. The Treasury Department alone has more than 150 transactions involving the Biden family and other business associates that were flagged as suspicious activity by U.S. banks. Even a trusted FBI informant has alleged a bribe to the Biden family. Biden used his official office to coordinate with Hunter Biden's business partners about Hunter's role in Burisma, a Ukrainian energy company. All right, well, here's the thing, uh, McCarthy, okay, I got more video, but let me go down the list here. Uh, so Biden lied before he was president. Let's just assume everything you're saying is true. Biden lied about something before he became president of the United States, according to you. Uh, the Biden family, not President Biden, but the family received $20 million. That's an issue. He didn't take enough, according to the comparison of Trump, who got a cool $1.06 billion. And also, the allegation that somehow Biden's family has all of these transactions. I'm not here to play defense attorney for Biden. What I am here to do is provide proper context to the hypocrisy that's being presented. If you don't see it already, you would definitely see it here. Finally, despite these serious allegations, it appears that the president's family has been offered special treatment by Biden's own administration. Treatment that not otherwise would have received if they were not related to the president. These are allegations of abuse of power, obstruction, 
and corruption. And they warrant further investigation by the House of Representatives. That's why today I am directing our House committee to open a formal impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. This logical next step will give our committees the full power to gather all the facts and answers for the American public. That's exactly what we want to know, the answers. I believe the President would want to answer these questions and allegations as well. This effort will be led by Chairman James Comer at the Committee on Oversight in coordination with Chairman Jim Jordan for Judiciary Committee and Chairman Jason Smith on Ways and Means. Now, I do not make this decision lightly. And regardless of your party or who you voted for, these facts should concern all Americans. The American people deserve to know that the public offices are not for sale and that the federal government is not being used to cover up the actions of a politically associated family. Now, I would encourage the President and his team to fully cooperate with this investigation in the interests of transparency. Transparency, kind of like Donald Trump and how transparent he governed. Let's put up the picture for mass. The fact that Speaker McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy, looked directly into a camera and decided to provide an Oscar winning performance highlighted dynamics not even associated with the Biden presidency, not even connected to any allegation of actual corruption, while at the same time defending the man whom we have transcripts on, recordings for. The man who told people to basically kill his vice president to overthrow the United States government. The hypocrisy is unreal. But it has become normative. Today, he says, I'm directing our House committee to open a formal impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. McCarthy said at the US Capitol in a short formal statement, he did not take questions from reporters. McCarthy previously indicated there would be a full House vote for an impeachment inquiry, as has happened in the past. But as of Tuesday, he did not appear to have the votes to open one, ironically, even though it could still happen. He has signaled a Biden impeachment inquiry for weeks, in part to placate GOP hardliners. And in order to obtain bank records and other documents from Biden and his son, Hunter. Now, let me say this I don't know if Hunter is receiving any special treatment. I know he's the most famous. Crack smoker on the planet. I know he received a deal, and all of a sudden the judge said, I don't like this deal. So I'm going to reject it. We do know that Donald Trump would have absolutely put his thumb on the scale, happily done so. He ran on the campaign of politicizing the DOJ to weaponize it against his political enemy. He attempted to do so with the foreign head of state. While President of the United States, the man wanted another foreign head of state to investigate the son of his political opponent. And once again, is right back in front of us. 
This logical next step, he says, will give our committees the full power to gather the full facts and answer uh, and answers for the American public. He said on Tuesday, that's exactly what we want to know, the answers. I believe the president will want to answer these questions and allegations as well. McCarthy said, House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer, House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan, and also Jesse Smith from the Means Committee will lead the inquiry. House Republicans have been investigated for months, alleged ties implicating Biden in his son's business dealings, but have so far they found not been able to find or prove any wrongdoing by the president. McCarthy said House Republicans during the August recess uncovered serious and credible allegations into President Biden's conduct. Taken together, these allegations paint a picture of a culture of corruption. I do not make this decision lightly, Speaker McCarthy added, regardless of your party or who you voted for. These facts concern all Americans. No, they don't. House Republicans have been investigating the president for nine months. They have turned up zero evidence of wrongdoing by their own admission. His own GOP members have said so as well. He vowed to vote on open impeachment. Now he has flipped, flopped because he doesn't have support, extreme politics. At its worst, Ian Sams wrote on X, formerly known as Twitter. That was one of the official statements from the White House. Um, I saw this coming. I said it when McCarthy became leader, that McCarthy is not the leader. The extremists who put him there are the leader. But take a page out of their playbook. Why do they have the power over McCarthy right now? Remember, McCarthy could not become speaker without who? Matt Gates. Lauren Boebert, the most extreme villains inside of the group of villains known as the GOP. And I said then, McCarthy will never be in charge. The people who will pull his string will be those individuals who were the last holdout. Is it not ironic that all of a sudden, McCarthy has aligned his political ideology Directly congruent to that of Matt Gates, Lauren Boebert, and others. All right, let the games begin. Sharing thoughts here. Big games and hypocrisy is an excellent word for it. And I think you said that the speaker did not take questions, Dr. Ritchie, from reporters because the first would have been, "Have you no sense of decency, sir?" That. Historic line. It left me wondering. You mentioned an Oscar in Hollywood. What it's like for people like him to exist solely in a MAGA world? You can't go for a cup of coffee. You can't go into the real world and enjoy a soccer match. You've chosen this life. Yeah. And now you're you're stuck with it. Stuck with it. All right. We will see what the inquiry exposes. Maybe they can find Trump's tax returns. Maybe they can do that. I mean, damn. All right, hell of a thing. It pays to know your rights, beautiful stuff here. Here it is. You got a driver's license? Yeah, I do, but I didn't get pulled over. 
It doesn't matter. I'm asking you for a driver's license for an ID to verify who you are. Okay, but what That's crime? What crime are we investigating? What crime? Wait, what crime do you uh, commit? One moment. What crime do you com uh, suspect me of committing? Let me get what crime your do you driver's license. Me of committing? Let me get your ID to okay. verify who you are. But you need a crime. You, you don't need a crime. Not to. No, you don't. To ID? No, you don't. Thank you. I appreciate you, boss. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, what's your name, sir? What's your badge number? I appreciate you're awesome, bro. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate y'all. Thank you. All we're doing is breaking up a fight and y'all pulling us over. Thank you. All right. I saw this online. We don't have full information. If someone has more context, share it. But I wanted to highlight a couple of dynamics that are worthy of mention. Let's put up the picture for mass. Number one, uh, the gentleman knew, absolutely knew his rights. Many people, we've had a story where a preacher, a pastor, was watering his neighbor's yard. He ends up being arrested by the police because they told him, you must produce your ID. He did not have to produce ID. He did identify himself. He told him his, told him his name. But it is not a crime. There was no investigation for a crime because there was no probable cause to detain or to be suspicious or to investigate. So the female officer was big mad to have been challenged and even more upset when the male supervisor came by to say, let them go. The officer, the other officer was so angry that you could hear her yelling, but it's bullish. Based on the decal that you can see, the male supervisor appears to be Chicago PD, okay? Unfortunately, we do not have additional information about the encounter. But I wanna say this about that officer. Um, that was stand up, man, that was proper, that was appropriate, that was professional, that was correct, that was right, that was by the book, that was policy. That is what breaks down the barriers between community and cop. You stood up, you said the right thing. It didn't take much, it just took you being willing to simply advocate for a member of the community by telling the truth. Uh, the truth is you knew she was incorrect with her information, maybe authentically so. Maybe she needs to go back to the academy. Maybe she needs to take continuing education units, whatever it may be. You stood up, you stood in the gap, you said the right thing, you did the right thing. We commend you for that. I wanted to highlight this video for those two points. Sharon, thoughts here. And maybe she needs to take a meditation class because the reaction after this baby cop didn't get her way kind of tells it all. Yeah. <laughs> Just the fact that her superior did things correctly and she couldn't take it says it all. Yeah, there you go. All right, need more like him. Okay. Another story, allegedly a US Marshal attacks an individual who's recording. Here it is. What are you doing? You can't record. You can't record. Playing with me? Back up. Wow, uh, let's put up the picture. Now, 
This is a screenshot, okay? We're trying to get more information based on the dates from the original TikTok videos. This incident may have happened in August. The TikTok account charges to NYPD allege this man is a US Marshal undercover, possibly working with the NYPD. We do not know for sure. This is part of the post. So according to the post, the alleged marshal decides to assault the man for recording the inside of NYPD vehicles. The man recording accuses the marshal of being Islamophobic, all right? The, the alleged marshal calls NYPD and the responding officers laugh and call the injured man. It sounds like a racial slur. We're gonna play it and then come back, here it is. All right, let's put it up. The white officer may have been identified according to one TikToker who believes they found the profile. We're gonna withhold that name until verification can take place with my team. But this is a dynamic of, well, this is not the way you handle a situation. And this is part of the problem with relations between cop and community. But you see a contrast, right? The story you saw before this segment, an officer very calmly cites the rule, walks away, everybody gets to move on with their, their life. In this situation, if the allegations are true, you have several instances of inappropriate behavior, unprofessional as well as criminal if the assault took place. This is what you do not do. Sharon, thoughts here. You know, it takes a lot of time, money, energy to conspire in in the way that that video appears to show. It really does. I I saw something there that I believe was criminal, and I think I heard a slur. Okay, and while I understand the crack investigative team here at Indisputable needs more information, what we do see is juvenile empathetic. Yeah, there you go. And if anyone has any additional information, we want that information at Indisputable. So we can check on the individual who recorded this and get an update as to if any action came to the officers who did this as well. All right, we got more on the other side. Indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back. A lot of show left. Let me remind everyone. The wait is almost over. Justice is coming. All right. So make sure you pre order your copy at tyt.com slash justice. Justice is coming. It's the battle plan for progressives who seek to change our politics, our society, the conversation. Get your copy today, tyt.com forward slash justice. I had Jank on my radio show. He did a great job. Uh, per usual, 
but I got an advanced copy of the book. Now, let me say this, I disagree with Jank on some stuff. And we have been okay with our disagreements. This book actually gives significant context to why those disagreements may exist. I actually understand my brother a little more than I did before. It is a remarkable book, extremely insightful, blueprint, impeccable. And if you happen to not be a progressive, you will still resonate with the book because it highlights the reality of two sides of the coin, right? We debate about a cultural issue and then they act as if, hey, let's vote the same on banks. All right, a lot of comments. Brett Campbell, aka dragging my ass, damn, not wasting taxpayers' money. That's right, well said. Um, yeah, Tristan, why does Speaker McCarthy talk like he is about to deliver a eulogy for an aunt that has passed away? Because he's dead on the inside, that's why. He has no soul, he can't feel it. And, yep. Uh, G. Martinez Mack, if he's undercover or playing clothes, he's bringing a lot of attention to himself being hostile towards independent press. <laughs> That's right. That's guaranteed to go viral, man. They didn't teach you that at undercover school? Okay. Got something for you. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish you Karen would. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a In Sunday? You're going to feel free. Back off. I'm going to tell there's an African American man threatening my life. Yo, so I come to my car, I see this letter on my car. I'm parked at my homeboy's crib. And I get this letter, please do not park in front of our home. So I went and knocked on the door and asked why. It's a public street. And she says she owns this parking spot. She owns it. This guy right here is on my property. Cause I knocked on the door. Coming and knocking on my door. And I, causing us problems. I don't know who this guy is, but he needs to leave. And I asked, Can you why was she? My property? I'm not. No, I'm not on your property. Leave my property. I'm not on your property. Sure, leave my property. I'm on now. the sidewalk. I'm a public. Leave my property. I'm on public property. You need to leave my property. I don't. I can. I, don't, I can stay right here. Okay, that's it. That's it. That, that, I've had enough. <laughs> why are you laughing? Because that's the rudest I've ever seen in my life. What? What? This is a public street. This is a public street. This is a public street. So of course I'm gonna knock on your door. Then I'm gonna put a note on your car. Don't park in front of my house. This isn't. This is. Where is? Where does it say this is property of? Two eight four five five Hidden Hills, right there. That's your property. That's my property. No, it's not. No, it's not. Can you leave? No, it's not. You don't live here, sir. It doesn't matter. I'm visiting. So do you do this for everyone that comes and visits? No, but there's people who park in front of my house. It doesn't matter. Can you please leave? Oh no, no, this is I'm, I'm I have every right to be right here. You have right to stay there, but you don't have to be a jerk. Uh, you don't. This is a jerk. No, no. You know what I'm gonna do? I might just come out here and park every weekend right here. I got more video now. Let me explain to you what's happening, okay? So there comes a point when you try to be reasonable with ignorant people, right? And you are continuing to tempt the reason with ignorant people. And then all of a sudden you just feel like, well, hell, let's all get ignorant. 
I'm going to get, I'm going to be here every day. I'm going to come here every week and do this. We're going to all just be ignorant now. Okay. Now, call the city, Karen, and uh, male Karen, companion. Call the city. If you don't like the parking situation or how they have affixed the rules to your local community, call the city. You have remedy with the city. And also, I find it quite ironic that he does not um, come on your property. He parks on public property, but you decided to touch his property, leave a note on his property, and he decides to question you about why would you leave this note on his property. That's actually his property, the car is. All right, there's more, here it is. You can if you want to be a jerk. Okay, just some rude ass. No, 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 bro, you already know that's wrong. I'm asking you not to purchase from my house. Uh, well, you, you could ask all day long. Right, and you could say you're not gonna. That's fine. But other than that, film is just a childish little thing. No, no, no. This is childish, bro. No, you're being childish. Man. No, 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 no. You. I'm not your bro. You're, you're being childish. Childish. I'm not your bro. Like it don't matter. You can call the police. You can call whatever. I need to call the police. What, what Wait, you whatever your wife is doing. My wife is not doing anything except saying, please don't park in front of her house. That's well. And we're allowed to do that. This is America. And I, I'm allowed to knock on your door and ask why. You sure are. Right. Now you know the reason. So okay. have a nice day. Okay? Go about your business. Nah, man. Yeah, you can stand there and film me all day. You just look like a stupid person. No, no, this is yeah. stupid. No, that's not. That's stupid. Asking you to park in front of my not parking in That's of stupid. That's, stupid. that's super stupid. No, it's not. Yeah, because you don't own this. No, you're right. You don't own you it. You don't own it either. So I don't own it. You have to sit here and talk crap I, and just go on. I do it. not own it. You don't live here. Don't matter. You be visiting. Don't it matter. Make any difference to me. Don't matter. Yeah, it does to me. Matters to me. Okay. So <laughs> I can have my opinion. Well, it matters to me that you wrote this dumbass letter. That doesn't matter. Come here for a second. No, no, no. I'm just asking you to come here for a second. What? Just for a second. Yeah, go inside. I don't need to go inside. Go inside. Now, this is my house. I can stand right here. I can go stand right here on the grass right next to you if I want to. And I can stand right here. That's right. We can stand here all day and look like a couple of idiots, or you can just go about your day. And I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to look like no damn idiot. You look like you're an idiot. You're looking like an idiot because you're filming right now. No, because really silly. Because you know. Because you know. Oh, okay. Out there. Oh, okay. Well, then have him come over then. No, that's the case. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, sheriff's on the way. <laughs> Beautiful couple. Beautiful. You know why he does not look like an idiot? Because he didn't put himself on camera. Put up the picture, full mask. Now, if you would notice. Uh, the gentleman has on Reebok sandal. I happen to be a fan of Reeboks. I would have had to tell the gentleman, sir, first of all, you're not worthy to wear those sandals. Number one. Number two, why did you just admit that everything I said was correct? That's what I would have said. Everything the man said, the male Karen, Agreed with. You're right. This is not my property. You're correct. You have a right to be here. You're right. But the police are still on the way. Insane. All right, sharing thoughts. I, I'm hoping that your team will float me the address. I would like to park there. <laughs> I might go there every Everybody weekend for a while because I don't have much to do. But you know, these people are losers. And the fact of the matter is, did you know that the PCH prize patrol does not tell people they just go up, knock on your door with mm. cameras rolling. He could have been anyone. That's he could right. have been anyone with a big fat 
check. And look what they did over nothing. Fools, okay? Could have lost their Go back in the house. That was my favorite part. Bye -bye. That was. Yeah, at that point, <laughs> you know, let's just let's just remain ignorant. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. All right. Hell of a thing. A woman so racist um, that she just could not help herself. But she had to be a racist neighbor to the degree that she is in prison because of how racist she is. Put it up, full mass. It's an extreme thing here. 64 year old woman, Cheryl Lynn Polisky, an Alabama woman, was sentenced to a year behind bars after prosecutors say she violated her black neighbor's civil rights by hanging up offensive dolls to intimate her neighbors. Just look at this. You're so racist that you're willing to risk prison time in order to let people know who live next door to you that you are in fact racist. 2019, according to the Department of Justice, Cheryl displayed racially offensive homemade dolls on the neighbor's fence to intimidate the neighbor, force them to move out of the community. Prosecutors said that Cheryl, who's once again 64, admitted to it, admitted to targeting the neighbors due to their race. Well, that's a actual federal violation. She pleaded guilty to a criminal violation of the Fair Housing Act in March. She was handed down a 12 month sentence Wednesday, September 6th. Quote, a person violates the Fair Housing Act if he or she uses force or threads the use of force or will willfully injure, intimidate or interfere with any person because of his or her race, color, religion, sex, handicap, familial status, national origin, who is or has been engaged in the selling, purchasing, renting, financing, occupying or contracting or negotiating for the state, excuse me, for the sale, purchase, rental, financing, or occupation of any dwelling. That was in the DOJ press release. As WDHN reported in 2019, the incident happened in a place called Ozark, Alabama, about 86 miles from Montgomery. Photos obtained by the outlet showed the words boo-hoo and KKK painted on the dolls. It don't take a genius. See a black doll with the rope around his neck hanging from a post or a tree with KKK, one resident told WDHN at the time. Um, so Cheryl reportedly tied the dolls in a way that made it difficult for them to be removed. Reports show the dolls were displayed for several weeks before they could be completely taken down. Herring said she then put up a display with a crybaby on it after the police ordered that the racist dolls be removed. Recently in a separate incident, residents in Montgomery in a Montgomery neighborhood said their property was vandalized with racial slurs and swastikas. We reported on that. This is all happening in Alabama. Now, once again, the 64 year old adult woman had a warning. She had multiple warnings. The local police warned her. It says, stop it, take it down. She decided to put more up. Federal government gets involved. Ma'am, you're under investigation. 
Why? Violation of the Fair Housing Act. And she kept him up. Well, she's now in prison. All right, Sharon, hell of a thing. You're so damn racist. You're willing to go to prison to let people know that you're so damn racist. Yeah. I wish the process would have been speeded up, Dr. Ritchie. I don't know why she was afforded warnings when the, the conduct was so brazen. But I often wonder if people like Sherilyn want black people really to go away, what they would do with themselves. If there were no black people, what would they do? How would they occupy themselves? That's a good point because it seems as if they have nothing else to do but be racist. All right, we got more on the other side is indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back, got a lot of show left. Let me read some of these still amazing comments. Appreciate everyone for chiming in. Okay, interesting, all right. Yep, okay, um, funk in for fun. Grandma's so racist, she spends her time sewing up racist dolls. <laughs> it's literally true, it's literally true. She went to prison for racist dolls and was told stop. Or are you going to go to jail? Decided to go to jail. All right. Um, yeah. Juicy, <laughs> juicy girl vixen. Love your content, Dr. Richie. Thank you. We appreciate you supporting the show. And mm, uh, Brian Neal, we all look forward to the actual evidence. I talk about McCarthy. <laughs> McCarthy bring it up with somebody cousin who talked to Joe Biden's aunt did <laughs> in 2019. Yeah, insane. Uh, thank you, Gabby Mathis, gifted one indisputable with Dr. Shaw Richard membership. Uh, Jamal G, thank you for that. All Kevin McCarthy, aka Karen doing is hype up Trump and MAGA out of spite and desperation lacking evidence. That's the thing, we all know it's very political, right? But they really do stuff now. You know, there was a time where they would just threaten the political stuff and be like, we're just playing, we're not gonna do that for real. They're gonna do it. It gets to a certain point where they will execute on the political blueprint. Okay, we have an indisputable exclusive, all right? A young man brutally assaulted by the police. During an arrest, we have the background, we have the video, we have the pictures. Here it is. I want to go to the damage that was done and then I have another video. Here it is. Okay, you're seeing the damage, right? This is the arrest of Ishmael McWay. Here it is. Get out that car! No, please! I don't give a f. I'm gonna drop the 
I will explain, put up the picture of the young man before he was brutally injured in such a manner, okay? A young black man was brutally assaulted during an arrest in Lima, Ohio, over wanting a refund for a wrong fast food order. That was his high crime. According to his father, Ishmael was requesting a refund from an Arby's after they produced the wrong order. After he requested a refund several times, the manager of that Arby's, according to the father, called the police on the young Mr. Ishmael McWay. According to Mr. McWay, Officer Nicholas Ryum arrived and went back and forth with him on the issue of the refund. Until according to Mr. McWay, the officer became irate, leading to the aggressive arrest you just saw in the video. That is a picture of the officer involved. The young Mr. McWay sent indisputable proof of the damage dealt by the officer. Once again, let's put it up, right? Because of the wrong order. Mr. Migway's father told Indisputable, and I quote, there was so much going on in this little city. They have been doing this to us for a very long time. Lyman constantly sweeps these things under the rug. The third shift police officers are corrupt. The officer has not been fired to my knowledge yet. And conveniently, the police department claims the video encountered interference. The interference was the officer taking the camera off, which was also seen by others. It is my belief that they want this to be swept under the rug. This happens all the time by third shift officers in Lima. The young Ishmael reached out to Indisputable as well and told us, and I quote, I was angry and upset, but they handled everything with me. It was absolutely disgusting how Officer Rayum slammed me down like that. My face was scraped up so badly. You thought, you have thought I had third degree burns. This has got to stop. Police brutality shouldn't keep happening to us young black men out here. We are fighting against this each and every day. I don't want to see any more black. Young men going through this, we are tired and we are afraid sometimes because these cops can kill us and get away with it. Put up his picture again. Mr. McWay was released after being held for three days. No charges filed at all, none. We reached out to the police department for comment on the arrest. Uh, they sent us a press release. The press release says, the Lima Police Department is currently investigating an incident that occurred on Saturday, August 26, 2023, at approximately 3 a.m. at the Arby's restaurant located at 1420 Bellafontaine Avenue. LPD officers were dispatched to the business in reference to an unwanted person causing a disturbance. Ishmael McWay, 20 years of age, 20 years old, of Lima was found to be the source of the disturbance. 
Ishmael was arrested on scene and charged with multiple offenses. The Lyme Police Department is aware of a video circulating on social media that shows a portion of the arrest. The incident is currently under investigation. The LPD appreciates the public's patience and understanding while this incident is investigated thoroughly before conclusions can be drawn. Put them up. That's your chief. He became chief in 2022. His name is Angel Cortez. Chief Cortez, you have a problem here. There are multiple allegations of corruption, especially with your third shift officers. We will be following up on this story and we will check to see what disciplinary action comes from the conclusion of cops investigating cops. We all know that's always going to be a vigorous investigation. Sharon, thoughts here. This is something you already know. You'll be following up on this one and the next one and the next one after that because Chief Cortez has zero urgency. If he knows anything about his department, he knows that that was a nonsense press release and this has been going on and it will continue. Yeah, insane. All right, we will bring you updates as they come, okay? Um, so this was interesting, um, Abby Lee Miller is still attracted to children, high school children. Um, here it is. Have you seen what? All the Right Moves? No. That's the best movie ever. With him in it? Oh my God, yes, All the Right Moves. He's a high school football player. Oh my God. That's my downfall, I like the high school football players. I still like them. <laughs> I like the coaches. Not one that and used I to did. be in high school, but one that is. Yeah. I want you to imagine a male on a podcast saying something like that about children. But you just imagine, okay? It's the same damn thing. Let's put it up, full mass. The other individual was trying to clean it up, say, oh, I like the coaches. Yes, the coaches. Abby Lee Miller doubles down on high school football player comments. The former dance mom star was called out earlier this week for seemingly declaring her attraction to high school football players during an appearance on Sophia Franklin's Sophia with an F. Podcast. Miller is no stranger to controversy. In 2020, uh, the personality was accused of racist behavior by a former dance mom's contestant. Miller also served prison time after being uh, indicted for fraud in 2015. But wait, Miller doubles down. She likes the jock type and she always will. And if you saw the movie, you'd understand, she says. Here it is. Hello, everybody. Abby Lee Miller here, just to set the record straight. Mm -hmm. I do like those hot, athletic, muscular types of guys. The jocks, I always have and I always will. And they must be able to go out to a club, gamble in Vegas, rent an ADA compliant 
handicapped accessible van. And they should also have a business, a bank account, success and passion in their own right. Now, if you saw the movie, All the Right Moves, starring Tom Cruise, playing a high school football star, then you will know exactly what I'm talking about. But madam, you made a distinction. You clearly went away from the movie in your proclamation of your, let's just say, desires. And started talking about it in the context of high school students only. That's why Franklin said, well, she likes coaches as a counter to your proclamation. Uh, Sharon, if this was a guy, two men talking like this about high school girls, there's a problem. Yeah, and a hashtag too, Dr. Richie. Yeah. Abby Lee Miller's comments uh, can only be liked by weirdos. Only if you're a weirdo, she doubled down. She said she wanted them still in high school. And it now gives me pause and I wonder why. And as you called out some of her other behaviors, she's so committed to teaching children and being around this culture. Cheerleading dance, because there's lots of high school football players around where she has to travel and be. And I think it's fair to question what, how passionate is she about yeah. this, if you know what I mean? Yep, naturally. Yep. All right, we got more on the other side. It's indisputable. Stick and stay. All right, welcome back. A lot of show left. Let me read a few of these. Comments. Uh, Neptune, strange strand of severe mental illness among Karens. Um, switch. I think this is Kayla did. Sorry if I mispronounced that. I do not make this decision lightly. I make them to keep my position and not to have my gavel taken. That's right. That's exactly why he made the decision. That is so proper. All right, um, hell of a thing. So a half-lit couple and somebody doing a rant about Trump. Just fascinating how people love Trump. Here it is. Is there anything that would disqualify Donald Trump uh, from getting your vote, sir? Absolutely not. <laughs> nope. Not a thing. Nothing. I don't care if he grabs by the Blankety blank blank. No, absolutely not. What if he shot a man in Reno just to watch him die like the Johnny Cash song? Well, then he probably deserved it. If he didn't, run. <laughs> what is it that you love about Donald Trump? Donald Trump is honest, open, and he's just like the rest of us. He's also been indicted on four different counts. Does that, in your mind, disqualify him at all from running? Well, you know what? It's questionable. But it's honest when he honest when he answers honestly. Okay, and you, sir, I, same question. Hell no. I've been indicted in a whole bunch of counts. I'm a good person. I love America. I don't know if he does, but I believe he does. And we need a change in this country, and that change has to come from somewhere. And I'm just a small person. I can't make that change happen myself. 
I can't organize. I can't freaking do any of that because I'm just a common working man that freaking doing what he has to do for his family. But I'm concerned for my family. Well, sir, I have a question. Um, you said Trump can grab them by the blankety blank. So can he grab your wife like that? Is that okay? Would you still support Trump if he grabbed your wife by the blankety blank? Uh, and then when uh, she said, he's like the rest of us. Which part of him other than his white skin? I'll wait. Is it socioeconomic status? Is it his Christian faith? What is it? There's more, by the way. There's another one. The Democrats want to take our guns away so they can control us. You know, there's not a Democrat. Why do we need our guns taken away? That is our right. That is. Right, but there's nobody, certainly among the 535 people in Congress and the two people in the White House, who wants to take guns away. What they want to do is restrict and put safety measures in. Is there any restriction that you'd be in favor of? Safety measures? Look what they've done with Antifa and BLM. They fund those people with cash, and you know they do. The Soroses, they'll say, okay, you put your mask on, I'll give you so much money, and uh, you go out there and you burn a building up. Are you kidding me? The people that have guns, the people in America that respect the Second Amendment would never do anything like that. It's those dirty, dirty, terrible people that are burning, burning Minneapolis. Look what they did there burning California, but they let it go on because it's all a part of their agenda. Joe Biden, he doesn't know whether it's Monday or Tuesday or Sunday and let him run. I really don't care. You know, I mean, he's not running our country anyway. It's Biden or it's Biden. It's Obama. It's Soros. It's 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 the deep state that's running our country. Where 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 was that proven? Where was that proven? Yeah, in other words, that there's well, this thing Joe called Biden, the deep state. I don't know if it was proven or not. I, you know, I can't say that. But you honestly, you probably know in your heart of hearts that Joe Biden is not running our country. I mean, I, you know, I feel bad for the guy. I feel bad that he's even up there. He's not running our country. Everybody knows that. It's, uh, I don't know that everybody knows. Well, hmm. well, probably 95% of the people probably know it, but they just don't want to admit it. So, mm. Okay. Um, Ma'am, they don't have to take your guns to control you. They gave you religion for that. And it's working quite well. Sharing thoughts. I apologize, I was having some kind of audible reactions during that and I didn't want the audience to pick it up. But 20 years ago, Dr. Ritchie, I would have assumed that aliens abducted this this poor woman and indoctrinated her, okay? But there's so many of them now, you're right, it's MAGA religion is what it is. And I don't know if your team can let me know where they are giving out money to put on masks because I would love to, I'm not gonna burn anything, but I'll wear a mask if someone's handing out money for doing so. There you go. Um, very extreme stuff, but this is actually 
real, all right? None of this is make believe. This is the world we live in. We are, yes, in the twilight zone. Sharon, always a pleasure having you on the program. Tell people they can follow you, check out your great work. Sharon Reed live across all platforms. And of course, TYT Sports, loving things. I uploaded another one today, so I appreciate you always. Appreciate you doing a remarkable job. Thank you. All right. We got the bullpen next. Stick and stay. All right, welcome back. A lot of show left. Let me read a couple of viewer comments. I'm kind of pressed with time. Thank you all for always joining the conversation. Um, Labrio, uh, they should all get DUIs driving around drunk on power. Uh, talking about the US Marshal from earlier. Uh, RJL, I don't need to show you papers. This is a free country, isn't it? Referring to uh, the male female Karen, the individual had on Reebok sandals, unworthy of those sandals. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the bullpen. Sixty-two-year-old father dies. Because he disputed a traffic ticket, they decided to taser him, which led to his death. Put up the picture full mass. It's a hell of a story. Mr. Johnny Holman was 62 years old. He got into an argument with an Atlanta police officer over a minor, a minor traffic accident this month. Late on the evening of August 10th, Officer Chiron Kimbrough responded to the scene of the accident at the intersection of Cunningham Place and Joseph E. Lowry Boulevard. It was late at night. Kimbrough found Johnny Holman at fault for the incident and started to issue a traffic citation. The situation escalated when Holman, according to the police, became agitated and uncooperative. Let me just pause on that, keep the graphic up. I just wanna bring that to your attention. Being agitated and uncooperative is not a criminal statute. It's not against the law. Kimbrough struggled with Holman for several minutes before using a taser on him and handcuffing him with the aid of some of the witnesses. At that point, Mr. Holman became completely unresponsive. And an ambulance was called to the scene. He's a 62 year old man. He was rushed to the hospital where he was later pronounced dead. Now, we covered that story when it first happened. Very sad story. We have with us Attorney Davis, longtime friend and friend of the program, and Arnitra Holman, the daughter of the man who was killed. Because of the overreaction and aggressive behavior of Officer Kimbrough. To my understanding, um, there's a video you all have been able to see a portion or a full video. I thank you for being on the program. I wish it was under better circumstances. Thank you, Dr. Richie. We appreciate you. And we did on Friday. I have an opportunity with the family, our legal team, my law partner, Harold Spence, and our legal team, along with the family, viewed 
this video body cam footage. And of course, it was video that the city selected. It was only five minutes long. It doesn't have any of the information following uh, what, what happened there. But what we did see was deeply, deeply disturbing. Can you describe in words, attorney, what was disturbing about the part of the video you did see? So Mr. Holloman never refused to sign this citation. He merely asked for a sergeant and he specifically said, can you call a sergeant? I didn't do anything. And he's you know, walking around his truck trying to show the officer how the accident occurred. The officer is again, 23 years old. He yells at the 62 year old man who's a chairman of the deacon board and tells him, Lower your voice, you know, talking to him as if this was the 1950s or 60s and and they were on some dirt road and and he owed him no respect um, as an elder. And so what we saw was this officer continued to say, well, you, you know, you're going to sign this or you're going to go to jail, you're going to sign this. And so at that point, Mr. Holloman says, all right, I'm assigning, I'm assigning. And as he's reaching out to try to sign it, the officer grabs his arm and does a leg sweep to take him down. And so it makes no sense that he's asked him to sign the ticket. When he agrees to sign the ticket, he just uses force unnecessarily to take him to the ground. And from there, he just got so physical and you could hear, you could hear Mr. Holloman continue to say, I can't breathe, my asthma's acting up. He started yelling for help because he was being physically assaulted for no reason. Wow, and and I, it boils my blood, man. The first narrative that the city produced was that this was because he refused to sign a ticket. He was uncooperative, he became aggressive. And then they tried to dirty his name by talking about this was in the vehicle. It had nothing to do oh. with with the arrest, I want you to talk about that. Then I'm going to go to Ms. Hallman. Talk about how they tried to basically spin the narrative in the beginning and dirty his name. And you had to make a public proclamation to tell the city, don't go there, don't start this. And what's so ridiculous is that the officer never entered his car That's right. when he decided to make this arrest. It had nothing to do with, with anything they found in a car that the truck that was Mr. Holloman's truck, but is driven by his grandsons. In fact, there was a gun in the truck that his grandson later came and claimed. And so anything that's in that truck, they can't attribute it to Mr. Holloman, but they would attempt to do that because they're trying to make him out of some kind of criminal so they could justify his killing. But what we know and we're clear about and we've been fighting for many years is that we're not going to allow the Atlanta Police Department or any police department in the Atlanta metro area or across the state to be the judge during execution. It's not going to happen on our watch. And so this was just absolutely unreasonable and senseless. And he tased him repeatedly. And there were witnesses that came over to assist him. There was a tow truck driver that came running in and jumping on Mr. Holloman. Um, and putting what looked to be his knee on Mr. Holloman's neck. This video should be released, Doc. I'm telling you, the world should see what happened. It is consistent with what we saw with Eric Garner. 
is consistent with what you see in George Floyd. There's a level of aggression, police aggression, that is without any basis or reason. It's unnecessary for a 23 year old to take this 62 year old man who's telling you I can't breathe. He says it between 13 and 16 times, I can't breathe. And the officer never lets up. Ms. Haldeman. Yes. My um, my condolences to you. And um, I know it's going to take a lot of strength to talk about this. What went through your mind when you saw that video for the first time? I was in outrage. I was mad as hell. I was just outraged completely. I couldn't hold my composure. I couldn't even be still. She literally fell to the floor. I mean, literally. I mean, the family. You know, his his daughters, his sister, the, I mean, they were, because they saw it. They saw that it was over a ticket, a ticket. I mean, you know what I mean? Their daddy and, and, and grandfather is gone over a freaking ticket, man. That's just unthinkable. And that he's not been fired, he's not been arrested, and they haven't released the video. Is just unthinkable, and so we're we're calling on the Atlanta community to demand the release of this video. The world should know what happened because so often, you know, the whole we're going to be transparent. Well, then be transparent. Be as transparent as they were in Tyree Nichols. Be as transparent as they were in Breonna Taylor. Be as transparent as they were in cities all across America that don't claim to be the civil rights capital of the world. Be that transparent. It's amazing, it's unbelievable. Um, Ms. Holman, when you got the information about what happened, what was the narrative presented to you first? So first of all, nobody really came and spoke to me about what happened. I actually, my dad actually called me. So when he called me, he called out, he said, baby, baby. But I could hear what was going on because he, you know, the phone was on speaker, so I could hear my dad, and I could also hear the officer. So seeing that video, um, it just gave me confirmation for what I already knew because I had already heard it. I didn't physically see it, but I heard it. So when I put what I heard to what I saw, yeah, I'm in outrage, and I feel like this officer he needs to be prosecuted. I feel like he needs to be off the force and terminated. And I feel like the world needs to see what he did to my daddy. It's, to me, it's just clear cut murder. I mean, I don't know no other way to see it. And then for my dad to have to beg for help or to beg for his life over a traffic ticket, senseless. Mm. Attorney Davis, obviously, there's a police report that goes with the, a use of force incident, obviously. Um, I would imagine there are inconsistencies, to say the least, in this police report. Have you been able to see this this police report directly? Oh, it, it the the police report is very bland. Doesn't give the real story. And and Doc, you've been doing this so long, you know how this goes. It, it was the same thing they said in the George Floyd murder that. Um, the person just became unresponsive. That's how they describe George Floyd is that he was combative and then became unresponsive. Never mentioning that Derek Chauvin's knee was on his neck for nine minutes. 
Um, this officer repeatedly tased this 62 year old man, repeatedly punches him in the head. I mean, just it, it, the level of violence was over, over him asking for a sergeant and then even agreeing to sign the ticket. So it, it, they can't even say it was a refusal because he says three times, I'll sign the ticket, I'll sign the ticket. But by then the officer had lost all composure, all professionalism and had just become um, a, a just absolute violent maniac that ultimately um, participated in the killing of, of this church deacon. And, and we want the church to be outraged as well. This is one of ours, right? If you are a church goer in the Atlanta metro area, we had a chance to meet the concerned black clergy. Every church should be going straight to City Hall demanding the release of this video. Every church. When this Every first church. happened, when this first happened, I remember just the irony of their narrative. None of it added up. It did not make sense what they were saying happened, right? And then you go to the background of Mr. Haldeman, obviously a church man, someone who wanted to assert his rights because he knew he had been wronged. That's what individuals who know who they are do, okay? They're comfortable in that. He calls his daughter because he knows this has now gone to another level. Mm-hmm. Daughter picks up the phone, you can hear the background, you can hear the noise. You don't know exactly what's happening, but you know that it's not good. And then you see the video, a video that is a short version of what really happened, but they refuse to release it. Attorney Davis, why is the city holding onto the video? Again, we believe that they're holding on the video because they know how damning it is. They know how this is so without any justification. The timing of this could not be worse for the city as they seek to invest $90 million and be a part of the building of what they say is going to make us safer. Uh, these are all contradictions that are difficult for them to, to excuse and to dismiss. And so what we are clear about, and you should hear this Dr. Ritchie, that at one point, Mr. Holloman during his attempt to convince the officer that he wasn't at fault, he says, Lord Jesus, or something to the effect of you know, invoking God. And the officer says to him, you can call whoever you want to. You can call your priest, right? Wow. I mean, making a mockery of, wow. of, of, his, of his religion, of his spirituality. And then the next thing you know is he escalates to tasing him. And so we believe that this is a part of the culture of Atlanta policing. And that that's what has to be addressed and that this isn't a one off. And we have enough cases against the city of Atlanta to be able to tell you unequivocally that the police see us as a them, the police versus us, the citizens. And if you get on the wrong side of them, they will use deadly force against you. I say often that policy can say whatever they wanted to say, but culture eats policy alive every day of the week. And that is what you see permeating here. Ms. Holman, I would like you to tell us the kind of man your father was. I mean, my dad, he was a good man, you know. Um, he, like we said, he was a church going man. 
He was had been a deacon for 15 years. My daddy was a leader in the community. I mean, all the kids and everybody in my community, they just love my daddy. He was the type of person, if you needed something, he would give it to you. He would pray with you. He would talk to you and minister to you. It's been so many people that had been going through so many different things and they remember my dad as such. Um, people all over been doing videos and talking about daddy and just the man that he was, you know, he was like our best friend. He was what we went to. He was the patriarch of our family, you know, and now we've lost that, you know, and so we still trying to process all of these, even as his children, we can't really help our kids process it because we don't know how to process it. I mean, you've taken something from us and I keep saying it that you did not give to us and you all you took it for a minor traffic accident or ticket that even my dad was still willing to sign so even in the moment when he knew that he was being wrong he still called out for god he still called out for jesus you see and even with that my dad always wanted us to show love to one another and show love to other people because he was saying that will always drive out darkness that's the type of man he was he was willing to just give it up just so that he could you know clear up any confusion or just make it go away. But the officer didn't see it like that. My dad was not a threat at all. That was just, that wasn't the man he was. Even the people that he worked around or worked for, you know, they would write beautiful letters and they would mm -hmm. talk about his character and the man he was. And the way that they try to put that narrative out there, like he was belligerent or drunk or aggressive, that video showed none. That's not who my dad was. His character was so much more than that. Yeah. Um, I don't believe Officer Kimbrough uh, thought your dad was a threat at all. I think this officer wanted to bully somebody yes. uh, that went to the level of killing somebody because of his own negligent aggression and unbecoming behavior. Um, attorney, what should happen next? The release of the video, and we're gonna stand on that, that that is a part of the transparency that the city often touts. We're gonna stand on that this video has to be released in its entirety. We're not gonna move off of that. And so we're again, we're asking community organizers and, and this family has been a part of two marches already. One with um, an organ organizers marching from Atlanta Police Department to the city hall where police aggressed upon us as we marched. On, on bikes and we had to divert them and, and just continue to stand tall. But then they also had a march, the students of the Atlanta University Center, march from the Atlanta University Center to the CNN Center. And so we're just asking that this is an opportunity for the people of the city of Atlanta to support one of their sons of the city from Bankhead, the Bankhead coordination, uh, this man was uh, Atlanta through and through, and and the city has to lift up his life in a way that the powers that be will not forget, not just how he died, but how he lived. And that's critically important in this moment. Very well said to everyone who's watching Indisputable, I encourage you, make sure, make sure APD, Atlanta Police Department knows you wanna see full transparency in that video released. Right, Ms. Holman, we are supportive. We advocate with you for you. My condolences to you. The man next to you is my friend. He's one of the best advocates on this planet. I'm glad you all are working together in such a horrible circumstance.
We will update this story, Attorney Davis, as soon as an update is available. Please keep us informed. Absolutely. Thank you, Dr. Richie. We appreciate you. We appreciate this platform and the way that you work to make sure that our voices are not muffled, but they are heard and amplified. We thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We thank you both. All right. Remember, take care of each other. Remember, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Remember, the truth is always indisputable. Indisputable is still the fastest growing news show in America compared to CNN, Fox News, and 30 other networks. We tell the truth on indisputable because the truth is indisputable. We go places that other news media outlets refuse to go. When there were human rights abuses happening at the Victorville prison, guards and members of the community contacted us. You, through your investigative reporting, unearthed very troubling allegations about specific forms of abuse and discrimination in the federal prison system. It really doesn't take much to be a trusted voice. All it takes is to be fearless, report on matters, be an advocate. I called it the bullpen intentionally because it's a place of preparation. We present individuals who may have an opposing view, so we debate. Sometimes we interview individuals because their stories deserve to be heard. A survivor of significant police misconduct and his attorney. We covered this story earlier and remind you of the horror of one man being shot at damn near 100 times by the police. We take time on this show to showcase the temper tantrums of Karens in the wild. We do this not because we want to see people's emotional outbursts in public, but because these incidents are emblematic of a bigger societal issue taking place across the nation, and it has to be checked. My friend, my big homie, attorney at law, Benjamin Crump. I just want to thank you, man. When educated, articulate brothers like yourself speak truth to power, it makes a great difference in changing the landscape in America. Listen, no matter what you do, don't allow the politics of ideology to evaporate the soul that still exists inside of you. They don't stop, I don't stop. Racism won't stop, I won't stop. Systemic bias won't stop, I won't stop. People still need health care, so I won't stop. People still need criminal justice systems reform, so I won't stop. You won't stop either.